0: Welcome to Group Talk, a podcast conversation from the Small Group Network, focusing on topics relevant to small groups ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you are a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax and listen to today's program.
1: Welcome to Group Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Derek Olson, and I am the pastor of Small Group Network Development here at Saddleback Church, and I am joined by our other intrepid host, the one, the only, Steve Gladen.
0: Wow, you must have got a thesaurus or a synonyms book or something (laughs) like that uh, for Christmas, but great great to have that title right there. If you don't know me, my name is Steve Gladen. I am the pastor of Connections here at Saddleback Church. We're excited about this next phase of group talk and how we're expanding into the small group community, and for each one of the small group point people, uh, as you may just a brief history. This was started, you know, uh, over ten years ago by Jay Daniel, just doing recording a phone call with a bunch of small group point people on it. It evolved to Carolyn has taking it the, the next phase, and now we're we're starting another channel inside of group talk that uh, Derek and I are going to be hosting.
1: Yeah, and so if you're a regular listener of Group Talk and you're worried about Carolyn, do not be. She's still going to be here hosting regularly on this podcast.
0: Uh, she's on strike, you know. <laughs> new Year, she's she's doing a cut strike, you know, Carolyn. You know,
1: but now we have this new show, so it's it's still one podcast, Group Talk, but with two unique shows or formats. So Steve, with this new show, why don't you tell listeners a little about your a little bit about your heart for this new show? Yeah, I mean. Again, if if
0: you guys listen to Carolyn, she is just like uh, the most smartest person I know on the planet. And she is just amazing with that phase of group talk. Uh, This is going to be lighter group talk, smaller group talk. This is uh, like... Group talk on drugs. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's all legal now in California, so we're just excited about that. But in Saddleback fashion, we're going to jump through, you know, four uh, four blocks. Uh, some are going to be very short blocks. Uh, some of them are going to be a longer block. But uh, one of them, uh, and you're going to feel saddleback ease coming out in this. But we're going to talk about some Saddleback scoop uh, for some of you that just need to uh, get know what's going on here and what we do and some fun things that God is always happening and doing. And then we're going to talk about some network. Nuggets, uh, because we can't eat chicken nuggets now because they're so crappy for you, but we're going to go with Network Nuggets and what's going on. Uh, Then we're going to look at some uh, leadership learnings. We want to tap into one leadership learning at least on every show. And and like I said, some of these are going to be quick, but the meaty one uh, hopefully will be the trending topics. And so those four aspects are what we are going to dive into on this show.
1: And it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's another uh, unofficial part of this show is just a lot of fun, a lot of goofiness. Uh, that didn't sound like fun. Anytime it, you have it, Steve Gladen, there's like going to be some goofiness. Uh, so a little preview for us. Our trending topic uh, on this show is going to be regarding the five benefits of belonging. And so we're going to hit that at the end. So stick around for that. It's going to be very um important for you to hear. But let's jump into our Saddleback Scoop. And like Steve said, this is kind of what's happening in the Saddleback world, the latest news, the latest events. And uh, 2019 was an amazing year for Saddleback Church, Steve, Uh, a couple highlights here a couple stats that I found was that in 2019, uh, Saddleback reached 1.5 million people through our online channels pretty amazing. Our food pantry provided 1,167,000 meals. 62,984 people heard the good news during our Easter services. 7,000 total active small groups were in existence. 2,757 people completed class 101. Uh, 1,826 people were water baptized. 826 churches were trained in purpose Driven principles, Steve. Of all these stats, these highlights, which one most excites you?
0: I I mean, the meals. I'm excited about food. You know, it's just (laughs) like going, "Wow!" No, I mean that's they're all great. I mean, it's it's fun. You know, for some of you that may be listening from a church of a different size, you know, those man, those numbers are just like staggering and uh in that. But you know, I'm always looking at change lives, and I love where uh, you know over 1,800 people. Uh, stood at the water's edge and said, I'm a follower of Christ and uh, we're baptized. Uh, I mean that, that that probably is one that that stands out. So often in when you're already in 2020, I mean our show is that I mean, we' at the close of the first month, we're almost a twelfth of the way through and you know it, it, sometimes you just you breeze past a year and so it's exciting just to st- you know take a stop and just go, oh my goodness Th- that that's like three a day or whatever the math is, you can tell I don't do math, but uh, whatever that is, it's just staggering of seeing that many people come to Christ every day.
1: Another big piece of news in the Saddleback world is that our 40th anniversary is coming up February 9th. And Steve, you've been on staff now for over 20 years. Uh, So you've been here for over half the time Saddleback's been in existence. Looking back, what are a few of your favorite memories uh, on the last 20 plus years? Oh
0: my gosh. I mean, it's hard to capture, you know, starting my 23rd year here. And uh, I love talking with other pastors that are some from other churches in the area here that have been on staff longer than me. And this, the the, the stuff they get to see at their churches uh, when you can uh, stay put. But uh, I mean, there's, I mean, one of them has got to be a uh, purpose-driven life. I remember when we were starting on our very first campaign and uh, playing out the the host strategy uh, that was just a, a foreign concept uh, with that. And so I, I, I think, you know, every church, you go through highs and lows, growth and retention. And one of the things that uh, I love seeing is that uh, you find out what you're made of in a retention place. And I, and I would say, you know, Saddleback was at a little bit of a pl- plateaued. Uh, staff was a little bit in a, in a little funky place uh, right before PDL came out. And, uh, you know, you really had to dig deep in that zone. But then God turned loose that fall, uh, you know, our first campaign, which churches have duplicated and probably done better than us, uh, but have seen that those effects just permeate. And so that the development of the host strategy, the two friends strategy that we currently do, uh, we'll touch on a later show. Th- those are some that's probably one of the ones that stands out. But then I think one that is, is a on the other side of that coin, and that is failing. What people don't realize is when, we, before we tried video curriculum, back when we were putting them on VHSs, uh, we were trying uh, to What's put it. What's a VHS? I know, you're so young, you're sick. Uh, but, uh, but we were, um, we tried it with, you'll love this one, on cassette tapes. And we can remember we were recording uh, teachers, uh, the master teacher on cassette tapes and putting those out in groups and getting feedback, uh, quite terrible feedback, may I say. Uh, so for those of you that want to look up VHS and cassette tape, you'll get a blast of the past. But th- I think one of the things I love about the time I've been on Saddleback is being able to fail. Uh, Rick always says, uh, fail fast and fail cheap. And, uh, and uh, you know, so its I would say that would be it if I had to be on the spot.
1: Very cool. So that's your Saddleback Scoop for this show. Let's jump into our Network Nuggets. And this is the latest happenings in the small group network world. And 2019 was also an incredible year for the small group network. A guy did some amazing things. I wanted to read off a couple highlights or stats for our listeners.
0: Hey, will that be in the show notes? Man, those were just, those were, I mean, I think he did like 10... 10- uh, it was, is an infographic, but, uh, those were staggering. So are you hitting on all of them? You're going to just do a couple.
1: I'll just do a couple, but then yeah, they'll, they'll be in the show notes. They'll be in the show notes that we're going to create right now. <laughs> so here we go. A couple of our top 10 highlights. Um, we serve tens of thousands of smuggler point people in 104 countries around the world. That's something we're pretty proud of. Our leadership team surpassed 350 leaders Uh, Those are people that are actively involved in the small group network serving in some capacity. We surpassed 76,000 total article views. So that is a lot of people that we get to equip. We're really proud of that. And then this very podcast surpassed 147,000 all-time downloads. Pretty cool. One other highlight is we launched 265 huddles to date. On other shows, we'll talk more about what huddles are, but they're basically small groups uh, for small group point people that are found all over the world. You can go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash huddles to start or join one. So, Steve, those were a couple of our top highlights. And to those um, listening, is there a highlight there that you're most proud of?
0: Oh, I mean, I, the one that stands out is the 350 people that are volunteering their time, kind of like oh, we are. This is we always always joke in our leadership meetings. This is our night job because all of us are are putting sweat equity into this. Uh, but that's I'm excited for two reasons. One is because not all great ideas are at the large churches. Uh, they're probably the most visible, but not all the great ideas come from those. And I love that we have other voices that have brilliant ideas. I mean, every time I read one of our blogs, every time I listen to a group talk, not our show, but, you know, Carolyn's side of the coin. Of course. uh, Yeah, of course. Uh, You know, on, on these other things, you know, when I'm at a lobby event, when I'm at an Accelerate, you know, we are learning literally from the body of Christ. And uh, so that's one side of that 350. The other side is that there are talents out there that are just amazing. And seeing those th- 350 in the leadership team that uh, are just plugging away. I mean, that has got to be the nugget of all nuggets that is just gold, uh, just gold, gold, gold. And so grateful for that because they, they are not being a container. They're being a conduit of all that God has given them. They're doing it through their writing, through their talents. Uh, so literally, if you've got a talent, uh, that means you're a follower of Christ, then you can help out in the small group network as we uh, want to touch all small group point people.
1: Yeah, we have an amazing team, and man, it is such a privilege to serve with them. Another uh, network nugget for our listeners is we've got some amazing Accelerate small group workshops coming up. We've got uh, Accelerate Tulsa happening March 9th and 10th. Accelerate Iowa happening happening April 21st and 22nd. Accelerate Portland, June 9th and 10th, Accelerate SoCal, July 13th and 15th, and more on the way.
0: I mean, there's one that's just brewing out there, and it's in Chicago in June, too. Uh, And, you know, Derek always hates it when I'm giving stuff that he doesn't know. But the great (laughs) thing about that Accelerate is when we're in Chicago, we're going to try and all do a uh, White Sox game. Uh, For those of you that are obviously, if not of that caliber, you may be a Cubs fan, but, you know, uh, got some. those dates are going to be coming up to you very, very quickly and excited about that one, too.
1: Oh, and let's not forget. Accelerate Moscow, November second and fourth. And for so those of you that want to join me in the
0: Great White North uh, in November, uh, when it's a little bit chilly out there, uh, it'll be it'll be fun. But you can go to our website and see all different kinds of events we got going.
1: But Steve, real quick, to those listening, why should they consider attending an Accelerate workshop? What is it about this event that they will that will make them leave, uh, changing their small group?
0: Well, I mean. W- one of the things is that all leaders are learners. Uh, I'm going to a conference tomorrow. It happens to be a secular one on stacking, if some of you that are familiar with uh, that in the secular world. Uh, it's in church world. We call that follow-up and assimilation and recruiting. Um, but, you know, all leaders are learners. And so uh, we, we offer uh, five conferences. Two are coming out in the first quarter of this year that you're going to be able to take online, but specifically about Accelerate. I think through, um, you know, Proverbs, and it it talks about how planning uh, will help carry you through the long journey of ministry. uh, But hurry and scurry sidetracks you. And working in church ministry since 1982, um, I know that the tyranny of the urgent can stop, you know, the things that God wants to use you for and use your church for. And so, what this does is this: it's strategic planning. It just helps you understand what you've got to do uh, over the next 12 to 18 months. And so often we don't take time to think about how to be strategic. We tend to be more operational day to day. Uh, But when you do a strategic plan, you're you're working on tomorrow today, and uh, it's just one way for us to get away from the church so we can think about the church. Uh, and we know you won't do it if we let you go home and do it. So we you'll literally walk away with a 12 to 18 month strategic plan with all of your current projects that you want to do, your goals you want to do, uh, right in place. So I mean, I can just it's sad how many churches I talk to you that don't have a strategic plan for where they're going in 2020 and or 2019 when I talked to them last year. And so this is one way to make sure you are on the front end of making sure you're doing what God wants you to do and maximizing your potential.
1: And we're hearing so many amazing testimonies from people coming out of Accelerate. One of them is on our homepage. You go to smallgroupnetwork.com, scroll down, you'll see a, a YouTube video of a guy named Rich Dugan. Um, from new jersey who came to an accelerate last year socal accelerate and literally shares how a month or two later his small groups doubled in total because of the uh, strategic plan that he was implementing so go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash events to check out all our
0: events rich is brilliant for two reasons he lives in new jersey and so he came to socal to do a conference, so smart on there, see where the the right side of the ocean is. And then, you know, the other piece with that is he worked his plan. It's it's not magic. It's it's he he made a plan, he worked the plan, and God met him there and did some incredible stuff.
1: Yeah, incredible story from Rich. So that's that is our network nuggets for today. Now let's jump into our leadership learnings. So Steve, as we start a brand new year out here. Uh, what's one leadership learning that you'd like to share with us?
0: Uh, uh, real quick, let's see. Starting uh, you know, the new year, like I say, we're almost, uh, you know, almost a month into it. It's crazy. But um, I, I would say there's a principle that we have in leadership called good enough. And so this goes in stark contrast to what I was just saying about Accelerate, because uh, oftentimes there, there's this great phrase that we have it says, don't let problem solving get in the way of the decision God wants you to make. And so often we are the worst enemy of our own achievements because we want it perfect. We we want it, you know, we, we keep delaying it because it's not the right time or anything like that. It's kind of like with if... If you're single and you're waiting for the perfect person to marry, uh, it's just not going to happen. Uh, if you're married and you're waiting for the perfect time for you to have kids, it's 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 just never going to be there. In the same way, in small group ministry, so often, uh, good enough is is good enough. Uh, sometimes when you try to get that extra ten percent, when you try to you know uh, you know get in the way of God's timing, uh, that is. It's such a, a simple concept, but it's so critical because Rick loves to use uh, the analogy of a wave. and when when you're surfing or uh, or boogie boarding or body surfing, whichever one you you do of your caliber uh, or float, um, you know you're you're always looking for the right wave and you've got to be ready for when that wave is. and so often we got to put our plans in place so that when God opens a door, That we're ready to go through it. It might not be perfect, but we're ready. We do our best to plan, but we're also, you know, we're ready just to make it happen. And so often, uh, it's two sides of a coin. You have strategy and strategic thinking and planning. If any of you who know me, that that's just what I am about. That's why I wrote Planning Small Groups with Purpose. But on the other half of that is you've got to be ready sometimes to sacrifice perfection, sacrifice the perfect timing, sacrifice, you know, a beautiful print piece and go with a photocopy piece because God's opened the door through your senior pastor to make something happen. And so uh, think through the, the good enough principle because ministry is both an art and a science. And uh, I, I'm always on the science side of it. Uh, But, you know, there is that art side of it that will open doors that sometimes if you're willing just to be good enough and run through that door that God's opened up.
1: Very insightful, Steve. Thank you. So that was your leadership learning for this show. You're being very very methodical.
0: You're helping them understand, you know, each one of the blocks and each one of the segments. So. Quite the
1: transition guy you are. Hey, I'm just trying to help him catch the wave.
0: All right. All right. There we go.
1: So now we're getting into our favorite part of this show. This is the trending topic. And this is where we hit on a small group hot topic or felt need related to you, small group point people. And so we're really excited about this first one. And so for this show, our trending topic is related to uh, the five benefits of belonging. So... Uh, on the weekend of January 4th and 5th, Pastor Rick started off this amazing new teaching series called This Is Us. And in week one, his message was titled The Only Family That Will Last Forever. And in this message, Pastor Rick talks about the five benefits of belonging. So Steve, for those listening, if you could share with us, what are the five benefits of belonging and why should smugger point people really be aware of these?
0: Yeah. And, um, I, this this rings so true because so often we we miss. Um the, the trees for the forest or the forest for the trees, whichever way that analogy goes through. This is why I need Carolyn here, you know, I got Derek. He didn't have a clue what I'm talking about. Uh, but you know the good uh, enough principle. The good enough, right there. So but part of, you know, so often when we're talking about small group ministry, we don't back it up enough to understand what is it that that we're trying to do and what what is that end in mind and and what is it that people are yearning for. And so part of it is when you understand how God made the church, he made it in a family system. Uh, If any of you have taken Psychology 101, uh, you know that every family unit has a family system. Uh, Lisa and I, in raising our two kids, we created a family system, whether we knew it or we didn't know it. In your church is a family system. And when you understand how family permeates so much of what the New Testament is wired on, you can start to understand You know how you can utilize that to help your small group ministry grow and thrive and get healthy for where your church is trying to go. And so when you're looking at this, you got to understand that all throughout the New Testament, God uses a family motif. He's talking about how um, the, the highest qualification for a pastor in 1 Timothy is can you run your family? Can you lead your family? Because the family unit is a microcosm to the church. When you look throughout the New Testament, you see that the primary motif is always parent-child. It's not teacher-pupil. And so, when you understand that God didn't want you to structure your church on a governmental system, uh, which a lot of churches try to do and they are about as successful as our government, or it's not on a military system. You're not conquesting someone. It's not based on a school system of semesters when it's not based on, um, you know, a, uh, a corporate system. We're not just making widgets, but when you understand it's on a family system, then you can start to figure out, okay, so what people crave most is belonging is, is connection is fellowship. Uh, it is, you know, being a member of something, you know, sometimes member and membership has such a, a bad meaning in our culture, but you got to understand we're members of everything. Uh, I have members of my family, whether they've, you know, chose to or not, uh, you probably most of you are a member of something either, especially in this part of January, everyone's probably a member of a club of some type to try and get in healthy, uh, fitness and all that. Some of you may be uh, a membership in a, in a Costco or a Sam's Club or something like that. Uh, every one of us are in a membership of where we live. Uh, we signed a membership agreement called a mortgage or a car loan or something like that. So there we commit to things. Now, the thing is, is do people understand the value of what we're committing to? And I always have people, you know, are wondering, you know, how can I make my small groups thrive? Well, part of it, you got to give them you got to meet them where their benefits are, and it's not just get into a group. You're trying to, you are selling the benefits that are there. And the cool thing is, when you look at God's word and you look throughout the New Testament, and on the show notes we'll have some um, some verses for you, so we don't eat up a lot of time, uh, you know, reading from the Quran. Uh, you know, hopefully not. I just want to see if you're listening. But God uses five motifs. And in each one of the motifs, when he's talking about family, where you belong to the church, which is temple courts and house to house, you figure out, you know, what are these benefits that that we're getting? And the benefits of belonging are going to be important for you to hammer on so that people can understand that that's their felt need. When you look at commercials, they're trying to sell you on benefits, And you're buying into it. And in the same way in the church world, you got to think through these five and go, do I have testimonies on each one of these five? Is my pastor preaching on each one of these five? Do our people understand it so that you can do it? So let me just jump into that really quick. There's five analogies that God uses about the family. One of them is he talks about God's family. He talks about the the family of of God. Uh, Another one is God's temple. He talks about being in God's temple. Uh, The third one is he talks about Christ's body. And the fourth one is God's flock and then God's garden. And in each one of these that you'll see in the show notes, each one of these is talked about in scripture, but has a benefit of what we're doing in small group ministry. So let me go through these. The first one, God's family. And that's where you learn your true identity. Part of all of our problems is is we associate our identity in a zip code we live in, in an ornament on a car, in a label on our clothes, on our fruit, on our devices. We we get hung up, and we're trying to always identify with something. And part of it, we just forget that our identity is in God and in God's family, the Bride of Christ. And so, uh, part of the beauty of groups is, they help you figure out authentic community. They help you understand, you know, your identity is not in the clothes that you wear, in the name on your business card, in where you sit in your office, in what you do for a living. Your identity is tied in Christ. And when when people can find out that in community, that that identity can be figured out, that is going to serve your ministry strong. Number two, in God's temple... I'm supported by others. And this is part of what we try to help people understand is that you've got to understand not only that do you need to support others, but at some point in time, you're going to need to be supported. And it's never, you know, uh, scheduled. Our small group, uh, we were closing out the year. We had planned a great party and everything. And somebody in our small group uh, had a severe accident, got a severe concussion, a head injury, head trauma and uh, was in the hospital and ICU for 13 days. Well, that, that changed our whole small group. And our small group rang in 2020 in a hospital waiting room because we got kicked out of his room, uh, but in a hospital room uh, waiting room because um, we, we were there to support. There was no way we were going to do a party without being close to the people we're with. And so often you find out in this culture that our blood families get scattered and our spiritual family is the only thing that's going to be there in the long run. The third one is uh, the, has the, the analogy of Christ's body. And in the small group, one of our greatest values is, I discover my unique value or my unique giftedness. And when you use the giftings that God has given you, when you discover how you fit in the body. In your small group and in your uh in the temple courts too when you discover that the natural byproduct is value and when you feel value you give time you look at the 350 people that are on our leadership team in the small group network they don't do it because of the money, because there is no money. They don't do it because they have time coming out of their ears. They do it because they understand how they fit in the body in Christ and how they're making a contribution. And part of what you've got to help people in your church understand is that when you're in a small group, you're going to discover your value, they're going to get to practice in your small group using the value before they may be using it in the church. And it's a great leadership factory uh, there. A fourth benefit is uh, the analogy of going off God's flock. And that's where I receive protection. Uh, Because when you receive protection, uh, in the church. And the church was is designed, when you look at Scripture, it is designed as to be protective of the, the flock. The shepherds protect the flock, but also you help them understand that there is protection in your small group. Uh, that's where we have that phrase, you know, you want to confess your temptation before you confess your sin because the, the, the body of Christ, the small group, will help people feel comfortable enough because their identity is in Christ comfortable enough to confess the things that they're thinking about before they actually act on them. And the beauty of that is that there's a form of protection that happens inside your groups when 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 authentic community happens, when people are functioning the way God wanted them to through the Great Commission and Great Commandment. There's a byproduct inside the church of spiritual protection, sometimes physical protection, emotional protection, psychological protection. There's many forms of protection uh, that can be there. The fifth benefit that we've got to help people see, and that's when uh, it talks about in God's garden, the motif in God's garden, and it talks about, I become productive. And when you When you look at people in a small group, when they're functioning the way God wants them to, you're going to see that uh, they're going to be more productive. Um, I, I love this phrase that Rick says. He says, in God's garden, even broken limbs bear fruit. And how true that is. Every one of us are so broken. But every one of us can produce fruit that can make an impact into the kingdom. And when you look at these last two, uh, I'm sorry, when you look at number three and number uh, five, you can see how they pull together in not only people doing uh, you know their part in the body of Christ and uh, producing value, but also when you are doing that, You you're you're bearing fruit, and you're bearing fruit not only just in contributing your giftedness. You start to bear fruit in sharing the gospel with other people. And one of the benefits is is it does doesn't start with you. You're a witness. Uh, You know when you're talking about this whole garden motif and bearing fruit, you you see that you know a witness is just somebody who's just on the stand telling you know hey this is the way it happened. And when you're a witness inside your communities that you live in, when you talk about where you live, where you work, the sports clubs that you're in, the, the clubs that you're a part of, you'll understand that you can uh, be a productive follower of Christ because you're helping others come into that. So five benefits, you can review them in the show notes, but understand that what drives people into community is not your funny videos although those are great are not the preaching uh, about groups although that's persuasive too is, is is not just you know how you you frame it up and market it but when you help people see these five benefits the pull through will be miraculous.
1: Great stuff Steve that is very insightful and as I look over those five benefits I think number 3 would probably be one of my favorites, uh, how in Christ's body, in a small group, I discover my unique value. And Steve, I don't know if you said this or if this is Salabak language, but I've heard it said that uh, small groups are leader breeders. Yeah. And uh, it's because people find their unique value and gifts and can use them. So great stuff. That is this show's trending topics. And again, check the show notes uh, to see uh, that whole breakdown that Steve... Shared, but uh, Steve, what do you think? We just completed our first show. Hey, thanks
0: for joining us on our inaugural maiden voyage of this new <laughs> breed of group talk. And hope that you'll uh, join in and listen to us as we go through our four crazy segments uh, that Eric will always guide you through.
1: And if you have any ideas for us, or maybe you have a question that, uh, for us, a small group question you'd like us to address on a future sh- podcast, maybe... You want to ask Steve a question like what is your favorite movie? I don't know. You can send us an email uh, at grouptalk at smallgroupnetwork.com. That's grouptalk at smallgroupnetwork.com.
0: Yeah, it's grouptalk at
1: smallgroupnetwork.com. <laughs> Have a great week. Thanks. See you guys.
2: Wow, episode one of this new format turned out incredible. So thank you, Derek and Steve, for that great podcast. Now before we go. Let's talk about the most wonderful time of the year. Nope, not Christmas. That's already passed. It's Lobby 2020. Lobby 2020 is coming up February 25th through the 27th in sunny San Juan Capistrano, California. The Lobby Gathering is not an answer-driven conference, but an out-of-the-box small group event where we create environments for small group point people to connect and engage together in casual conversations about small group ministry, much like they would in a church lobby over a cup of coffee. So whether you're a beginner or a veteran small group point person, you will have an equal voice in each circle of conversation. You will also get to hear and learn from some of the brightest and most innovative small group point people from around the world. Registration includes lodging and most meals. So hurry and register today. Regular registration ends January 29th and last minute registration ends February 17th. We only have about 20 spots left, so make sure you register today. We can't wait to connect with you at Lobby 2020. We'll see you next time on Group Talk. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to the
0: podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small Group Point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website at smallgroupnetwork.com to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your
2: support.